Come on in, guys. Matt Hambage and Jared Sundin back for Talking Llama after a couple weeks off. And we've got a a fun, big, exciting reason to be back, Jared. Survivor 41 premieres next week, which means we get to preview a brand new Survivor season. A first for us. Could not be more excited. I thought you were going to say NFL, but I'll take Survivor too. I mean, NFL. I'm just kidding. NFL was great I too. Yeah, it was. It was. But I of, love Survivor. A lot of big things happening. Good things happening everywhere. Yes, a lot of lot of big stuff. The U.S. Open final, Australian Survivor finished on an incredibly high note. South African Survivor will be finishing up later today, as this episode drops on Thursday, uh, the sixteenth. So excited for that! And then we just get right into brand new Survivor. It's we waited over a year for brand for new episodes, new footage, new seasons, new players, and now we're getting all we can handle. It's incredible. Yeah, let's get going. All right. So first, um, if you haven't seen, uh, this was maybe a couple of weeks ago, we just got a little promo video from Survivor. They put on Twitter. We'll play it, kind of talk through it. A few, a few interesting things to note. For 21 years, Survivor has continued okay, Jared? to evolve oh, I can hear by pushing okay. the envelope and testing the players. Jeff's soothing voice. And over 40 seasons, the game has become much more complex. From the introduction of hidden immunity idols, what? there's a little immunity idol about this big in a jungle that's this big. To secret advantages. This is an idol nullifier. I see a rolled up piece of paper that says secret advantage. Sarah on Game Changers going through some of the greatest hits. And game changing twists. Wentworth's idol at the at a challenge. In. Wait, what? Your past has come back to hunt you. Are you serious? Been back and forth, one of the best fire-making challenges we have ever had. But one thing has remained the same. Players must learn to adapt or they'll be voted out. Ozzy, tribe has spoken. There's a history on Survivor. Every twist we've ever done, people have hated in the beginning. Going back to season three, when we did the first tribe swap. You guys can give me your buffs. Silas, Teresa, Frank, you guys are now members of Baron. Oh my God. Now, if tribes don't get a switch, they're upset. It was the same with the idol. It's the same with everything. I ain't finished playing just yet. So, eighth person voted out of Survivor Samoa and the second member of our jury, Kelly. Survivor 41 is birthing a new era, starting with a much more dangerous 26 day game. So, that means it is a very fast pace. It does force the players to make bigger decisions. So there will be new advantages. And there will be some controversial twists. We're going to be doing things and let the audience in on things in ways we never have before. Bring them inside the game a little more and pose the question, now you have this information before the players do, what do you think you would do? There's also something I'm really excited about. It's called the game within the game. Game Within the Game is an interactive experience for junior future Survivor players. All you youngins out there. They'll have to spot and solve Rebus puzzles 
hidden within each episode. Jeff loves getting the kids involved. Comes Can't to help twists it. On the smart, aggressive players take it, adapt, and move on. Because the game is kind of like the monster in a horror movie. When it's chasing you in the kitchen, you don't stop and ask where it came from or how it got its powers. You just try to outwit it, outplay, outlast it. He because loves otherwise, hammering this you don't kill monster, the monster, the monster will kill you. Theme. It's all off season. I'm trying to remind players just keep moving and beat the game. It is fast. Or else survivor you got to earn everything. You. And even then, there's Never no know. guarantees that you'll keep it. That's survivor right now. So buckle up. Okay. So gets me pumped i mean it's it's new survivor so that just kind of does it by itself but a couple things to go over first i had shown you this or sent you this video earlier and i wanted you to look out for some maybe unintentional shade being thrown at a player and i pointed out to you um, while we were watching or listening to that and watching it do you get what i was pointing out I, i was not i was not watching close enough the first time that i saw the video but the little hint this time, I loved it. Yeah, uh, so we're, we're talking more. Referencing I, the I part know. where he says, where Probe says, you must learn to adapt or you'll get voted out of the game. And it immediately goes to one of Ozzy's eliminations. Quintessential player who did not adapt his game more I than know. like 2%. Well, you know, he's not going to throw it at Boston Rob. So Ozzy no. is kind of, I mean, at, le- at least Boston Rob won. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know if it, if that was on purpose or not. I I think it's funnier if it wasn't. To be honest, um, I I I lost it when I when I first saw that. I was like, oh, that's an, that's just incredible. Yeah, uh, man. I my main takeaway obviously was Jeff's hair. So oh yeah, Jeff's uh, got the flow. That's looking immaculate. Yeah, I mean, new I, look it was more of era. a shock. Yeah. Yeah. More of a shock to me when I saw it. And then it grew on me throughout kind of like it grew on his head, you know? Exactly. I'm, I'm hoping I kind of wish there were some returning players. So they'd feel more comfortable talking about his hair. Just, you know, that little friendly back and forth before the game really starts when they're day, day one on the beach. Um, but so probes, he mentions and kind of the, the theme of the off season has been, this is a new era for a survivor. And that's, coming with a few things in tow um first kind of the least important one to discussed a couple times is there's no theme for the season and we don't really need to rehash that there's not much depth to go there i'm all for it i don't really care themes feel kind of forced anyway um you know you know as a as a david or as a goliath it's like well it doesn't quite fit some work out better than others um do you have anything new to add to the no theme for the season Nope. I think from all the episodes that we've done, people probably know that we're not a big fan of a lot of themes to begin with. So overall, maybe a slight plus. Yeah, I think for me, it's probably net neutral. I mean, at best, you get a theme like heroes versus villains, I guess. Um, or the, the brain brown, brain brown beauty, excuse me, seems to work pretty well. Yeah, um, David versus Goliath, obviously. Yeah, the best themes kind of fade. They they're fun at first and kind of fade away, but when Probes tries to force it in, like the Millennial Gen X season, talking about texting and all of that, it's like I don't need that. So yeah. I, I'm I'm completely fine with the no theme. Um, then the, the other big one is the 26 days, 13 days shorter. Now this was due to they had to do a two week quarantine 
for everyone when they got on site. Um, but in an interview uh, with Entertainment Weekly with Dalton Ross, Probst did say that there's a chance they may not go back to 39 days. Um, and I don't really want to judge that until we see how the season plays out. Must be good. I, I mean, if they can cut off two weeks, I mean, hopefully the quarantine part won't be an issue on whatever they film in the future. But yeah, if they can cut down two weeks and still have a quality product and quality show, and they're not sacrificing the the gameplay, you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think there's definitely a chance that a 26-day season can work out just as well, if not better. One thing that Probes touched on in that video is that it'll force players, potentially force players to play faster and play bigger sooner. What do you think about that and how that'll affect it? I I have a hard time arguing with him. Uh, yeah, I I mean, we all like how it's been with 39 days and there's just something like special about making it to day 39 with the breakfast, you know, like day 26 breakfast. Ah, does this bacon taste as good? I don't know, but bacon always tastes good. So it always tastes yes. good, but does it taste 50% <laughs> better on day 39 than day 26? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it all, it kind of depends on the editing for me. I, I can't wait to see, you know, how it comes through still in the same weekly format, but happening faster in real life. Yeah. I think when we touched on this, when it was first announced or first rumored that in the edit, you know, they're going to be showing, you know, 42 minutes out of two days, basically instead of out of three days. So I think from that standpoint, we probably won't really notice too much. Um, it'll be more, at least in my mind, it'll be more how, how the, the gameplay feels. If players are feeling or coming across as more frantic or more, more hurried, more, more antsy to make things happen. Um, you, don't, you don't necessarily have that time to kind of sit back the first few days and kind of let the game come to you. You might, I mean, if other people on the tribe had that same mindset, but it's definitely a game and we'll get to this with one of the contestants. I'm going to go through the, go through the um, cast where if you go too slow at the beginning, the game could just pass you by and you have no chance to catch up. Yeah, I, man, I don't know. Reading the bios, well, a lot of them seem to think they have it figured out though. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't, uh, that, that makes for the fun sound bite, the fun, fun pull quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, then one thing that Jeff and Survivor have been pushing all offseason is how much more difficult and, and even dangerous this season is going to be. Um, I don't know what they're going to do to make it more dangerous aside from Tigers. I'd be all for it. I mean, there were Lions in, in season three. Why don't you bring some Tigers into it? That's the only route I can see them going. Well, a more reasonable route that they have more control over that they're going to do um, is going to be less food and fewer rewards. Um, so Probst was interviewed uh, for Parade by the great Mike Bloom. Um, great, great um, survivor coverage from him. I've been doing it for a long time. And Probst says, uh, quote, the tribes are not given any daily food staple and reward challenges are scarce. This has this had a tremendous impact immediately as our mental and physical energy is instantly challenged and votes are often at risk, which means you can't ever rely on how many votes your alliance will have at any tribal council. 
and advantages now often come with massive risks. In order to earn an advantage, you have to successfully navigate something risky. This is a new version of Survivor. There's no way to compare past seasons. Well, can't you just buy peanut butter with your fire tokens? If they have fire tokens. Oh, man. I, I don't I haven't know. heard anything about fire tokens. So I'm assuming not. I hope not. Um, I think there's enough changes to this to the format yeah. where fire tokens might just complicate things their first shot out. But no, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I think I feel like we would have seen something about them if they were a part of the season, though. I think you're right. I just don't think that me for me and I think for most people, the knowing the players are starving thing doesn't really do anything for me. So it's like, you know, I just have very, very brief thought in my head when they went to 26 days. I was like, oh, that that might be a little easier on the players uh, as far as like mental stamina and just like staying focused through the whole game. And then they're like, nope, we are <laughs> going to give them no food at all. It's like, well, I didn't really ask for that change, but I guess you can do that if you want. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, what's more fun watching energy, energy zapped contestants kind of lay around camp, do nothing, or people who've got a little pep in their step and are causing drama and conflict and scheming behind people's backs? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we could make a pitch for endless coffee. <laughs> but the one thing or one of the things that catches my my eye there is that if if food is so not given a daily food staple, roar challengers are scarce. Maybe there's advantages. Maybe advantages come in the form of food and people might be willing to take more risks to gain that food or gain that advantage. Um, I really haven't seen anything about what the advantages are, just that they're going to be in the game. So it could just be you get a, a sandwich or a jar of peanut butter before a challenge or something like that. Um, Cause that, that is definitely, definitely an advantage. Um, but the thing that in that quote that I am very iffy on is when he says votes are often at risk. So for me yeah. thinking about survivor, very few things are sacred. I would say, your vote at tribal council, the ability to compete in immunity challenges, and your vote as a juror. Those three things, to me, in a perfect world, would never be messed with or taken away. Now, if someone chooses to give up immunity for food or whatever, that's one thing. Or if someone has a choice, like a ghost island, you can play this game for an idol, but if you lose, you lose your vote. That's very different. Um, even, even the advantages where steal a vote i don't necessarily like that as much but there's a little more leeway there but for this one when he says votes are at risk for me it's going to come down to how they're at risk and how much control players have over that yeah if that's even what he means uh votes are at risk yeah well, i because then, then he goes on to say which means you can't rely on how many votes your alliance will have at any oh, council gosh I so that, that that would lead me to believe that if you and I are together, you might not know that I don't have a vote. That sounds horrible. So that seems like they're walking a very fine line on navigating that part of the game. But again, it's new. We don't know exactly how it's going to work out. Haven't seen any firm details. So we'll see. Benefit, benefit of the doubt is given until they lose it with a terrible idea. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, no. This has, this has my brain going all kinds of different directions now. 
I think, uh, well, you left one out too. You left out a sacred thing. So you said what the vote, uh, every tribal council, your vote as a juror, and then your ability to communicate, or I mean, to compete in the, uh, challenges. I, you forgot the, uh, the right to wear your homemade green shirt to tribal council, but <laughs> I'm coach had to fight for that right with every ounce of his being. And, I'll, and damn I'll it, he won. That. Yeah, he did. Um, win for the little guy. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, man, I think he, he knows people are going to hate this too, which is why he says, you know, a lot of people don't like change at first. And it's like, Oh, geez okay so he's prepping us already for this yep. yeah every 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 twist or change is met with criticism and it's like yeah some of that is deserved some of it just needs tweaking like the idol wasn't wasn't great the way they trotted it out the first time but they tweaked it and got it to a very good spot um so yeah it does kind of sound like he's hedging his bets a little bit that people are gonna have some pushback against this um but again again we'll see um, the last part of that little quote there, um, when Probst says the advantages come with risks, that to earn an advantage, you have to successfully navigate something risky. That sounds kind of like Ghost Island, kind of like what South Africa did did on this season with their immunity island, where you are given the opportunity to compete in some sort of challenge or game, whether it's of skill or of chance, um, to get immunity or advantage or whatever it might be, but you risk your vote or this, that, or the other thing. And that can be very hit or miss. Um, so like in South Africa, this current season, you could tell they didn't, maybe didn't quite have the budget they normally did. And they were individual challenges in the sense it was one person doing one thing. So that a lot of the challenges weren't as fun. Um, so literally cornhole was a challenge they had to do. Um, do you know that little um, bar bar game that Boston Rob made one on Winners at War? You, you throw like the washer, try to get down to a hook. Oh, no, no. Well, that was another challenge um, that they did. So it can it can work if that's what they're doing. Again, that's just speculation on what, what we've seen in the past. But given that everything seems to be brand new, that that part is, it is intriguing for me on how the advantages are going to going to work and how and what players will actually have to risk in order to get them okay yeah uh man yeah i you're scaring me a little bit just gonna be honest you're scaring me a little bit well hopefully i mean we've got a two-hour premiere next week hopefully we'll find out pretty soon at least a general idea of how that's going to work and we'll kind of know what we're in for the rest of the way yep and then um as we noted probes loves to bring the young fans into into the game. Well, I think I whether it's I think wasting I'm their time, our time having them cast a vote at the reunion show, which never need to see that again. Um, but they're not, always right. It's more time you could have spent talking to the players, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, he's doing the the hidden rebus puzzles. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on that? So a rebus puzzle, if if you don't know, it'll show you like some symbols and like a letter or something like that. It'll say like this plus this equals whatever. So you kind of got to figure out what the, what the code is for what the clues are and what the answer is pretty, they can be pretty simple um, depending on what they are. Um, but general thoughts on the inclusion of this in the game. 
I have, I mean, short term, it sounds also like a waste of time. Uh, big picture, if they are looking that far into the future and hooking young fans, it makes me optimistic because that means it's going to be around for a while, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going about it as a way to get young, you know, younger fans into the show, like you just said, and a way for them to kind of play along with, in a sense, that's, that's one thing Um, for, for me, it's really going to depend on how in your face it is. You know, if, if Probst stops and breaks the fourth wall and says, okay, kids, here's the, here's this week's Rebus puzzle. Make sure you figure out what it is. And, tweet us with the hashtag survivor rebus or whatever that's going to be obnoxious but if it's just on the screen and they do one of those little like flashy color highlight things to kind of pull your eyes to it and that's it i've really got no problem with that yeah no i mean as long as you can work it in without totally disrupting the flow of the show i'm i'm gonna be all right too because they, they do the same thing with, with idols or advantages when people are looking they'll they'll mark it on screen with a little light or something like that and that and that's totally fine um, so if that's how they do it, again, no, no issues. But like most of these changes, it will just come down to execution and and how it works. Now, did you watch the video they showed on the first like two minutes of the game? No, did not. Do, do you want to? Sure. Yeah. Okay. This this one is going to be interesting, um, because of a few things let me uh just share my screen here give me one second there's a couple things that um i do want to point out that's the wrong option um okay do you see this i sure do do you hear it no Okay. Um, let me try to figure this out. Yeah, there are a few things that um want to kind of talk about and okay. Um, I'll have you watch it on your own time because I can't yeah, get sounds good. the screen to sh- to share with the audio. Which whatever, that's 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 my issue. Um, or I can play the audio and you, and you won't see the screen. Uh, if you feel like I need to, then no, I'll no. listen to it now. But the the main okay. the main thing I wanted to point out. Um, is that one, it just feels like Survivor. It feels like any recent season, they're coming not, coming in on the boats. They're getting a few introductions from the players. I love it. It, it doesn't feel different, which it's what I want. It's, the show is going to be different, but as long as the, the bones of it are the same, I think we're off to a good start. They do show some shots and players at home, which I really liked. So there was a video of one person finding out she was cast on the show. There was a brief clip of, uh, I think it was a doctor at the hospital. And it'll remain to be seen how much that gets used because they do that in Australian Survivor. And I really like it. Um, Now, they have more airtime to use. So you're not taking five minutes out of a a 42-minute episode to show someone in their element back home. Um, so it's a little different in that sense, but if they can work it in a little bit, I think it, that could be really fun. The thing that I did not like, so there was about a two minute video. There were maybe three references to the pandemic and quarantine. No one said the word COVID, but 
they were talking, you know, during quarantine or during this pandemic Ugh, guys. And, and that obviously people deal people. It was a major, we're not going to get into this, but it was a major impact on everyone's life in one way or another. And it affected people's view, view of life, view of what's important. They're being on survivor means more to them now, whatever it might be, that's all well and good. But in watching the South African and Australian seasons, there was not one single mention of COVID, of the pandemic, of quarantine, nothing at all. And it was great. Sometimes you need to just get away a little bit. And if you want to mention it in their introductions, whatever. But if it becomes constantly mentioned and talked about during the season, that's going to get really old really fast. Yeah. I mean, I just the finale of winners at war was like all I needed. I'm like, this is, this is so weird. Let's never include this in the show again. Like I need, I need these to be separate things. I agree with you on what you said, but like for, yeah, for me also, I, I just need, I need separation from the bad things and the good things. I don't need them blended together to remind me. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, you need a need a few things that you can just kind of use as an escape, and Survivor is one of those. And again, running theme is we'll have to wait and see. But that first two minutes did not bode well on that specific topic. But again, it's early; it's only it's only two minutes of a two-hour episode and a four. Let's not calculate season. the pace. So that'd be depressing. Okay, let's move into um, the tribes. Unless there's anything else that you want to add on general broad game before we get into the, the cast here. I don't think so. I'm ready. Okay. So this is an 18-person cast, three tribes of six, which I like. Actually, I like any iteration of the, of the start, pretty much two or three. The three is good because there's really nowhere to hide. If there's two tribes of nine, you can kind of get away with being in the background a little more. There's more room to maneuver if you make a mistake or piss people off right away because there's still eight other people that have a chance to do the same but here when there's just six you know it's either you know it's it's there and there's no if it's if it's between two people like it often is there's no odd number for majority it's got to be a four two or, or greater or a three three and go to fire go to rocks right away so it adds a little more more stress to that initial vote which i like gets the players playing um right away uh, so we'll start with the, and I apologize if I butcher the pronunciation, but uh, the Luvu tribe, which is the, the blue tribe. We've got Danny, 33, an ex-NFL player. Deshaun, 26, a medical student. Erica, 31, communications manager. Heather, 52, stay-at-home mom. Nasir, 36, sales manager. And Sydney, age 25, a law student. What are your thoughts on the blue Luvu tribe? Just in general, anybody stick out as possible major threat? Anyone who might be in trouble on day one? What do you think? Uh, yeah, I I did a pretty thorough read through all these bios. Um, I think the person in the most trouble uh, right off the bat is going to be Heather. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I think... I don't even know if I'd put a percentage on it, but I go like 80% chance she's out the first episode. Um, 
That's unfortunate for us because she lists tennis and pickleball as interests. And uh, we are very pro both of those things. Yes, 100%. I I pegged her probably as my second most likely. So for her, she... I thought she could maybe be be seen as the quote unquote mom of the tribe, which we've seen not work out great in recent seasons. Um, she does have have a quote here. I think they're gonna think I'm nutty because I am a little nutty. That's not really the vibe you want to give off on day one. No. So if if she can rein that in, then I think she'll be fine. But if but if that gets a little too loose, I think she could find herself in trouble just for being herself, unfortunately. Um, but again. Yeah, she, well, she also says that she goes against the grain. She she respects people that go against the grain. So that's another strike where, uh, you know, first first vote, you maybe don't want to be that person. Yes. But the person who I would put ahead of her as... Can I guess it? Can I guess it? Yes. Uh, I'm... Well, I have two. Um, <laughs> There's I'm, only five other options. That's like Nora on Island of the Idols. She was like, okay, I just need to say one thing. First of all. <laughs> um, oh, God I, bless Nora. Yep, yep. Uh, I'll say Deshaun because this says that he doesn't like being told what to do. and uh, Not Deshaun, though he okay. did give himself a nickname, which... That's always a red flag. It's if bold. Nick- if you're nicknaming yourself, especially if it's devious D-Rad, he's, uh, he's got to put, put together some real devious actions if he's going yeah. to give himself that nickname. No, who was your second, who was your second choice? My second was going to be Sydney. Yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you watch any of the cast videos or just, just do the... I, I just read ones? the bios. Uh, so yeah. if... Because I watched the um, just the quick like minute long intros on the Survivor Twitter page for for each cast member. If there, if I was gonna rank the most arrogant members of this season, I would only rank her. (laughs) Okay, Um... she's super confident, but is is so arrogant. She said something along the lines of that something about how like. Oh, I can't remember what I was gonna say. That was that sounded bad. But basically, she just came came out so hot. Now maybe it was just to play it up for the interview, give a fun, energetic clip. But um, because of how like smart and strategic she's just going to seem and appear to everybody like right away, it's kind of what she was saying. Um, watch the watch the the video on that Twitter page of her because it's I loved it. If if she sticks around. She could be a fantastic character. She also loves Rocky and James Bond. So she's my girl right there, just for those two reasons alone. I mean, just James Bond alone is enough for me. I mean, Jared, you can see the James Bond poster right behind me. I sure can. Video. Um, there's two more in the living room as well. So it's maybe one, whatever. It's fantastic. Um, but she she could be in trouble if if that, again, it was just one minute, little one minute video. But if that is who she's going to be on the island that could uh put her in some trouble well my favorite thing i saw in her bio was she yeah of course i mean it sounds like she is uh very thinks very highly of herself um says that that she's bothered by bodily noises so 
she's probably going to be irritated the entire time. And uh, I, I think the funniest thing is that with all that being said, she's like, all this stuff bothers me. Um, like, here's what I've accomplished. Here's how great I am. And uh, she says that she has great social awareness um, and wants to play like Natalie White, which the fact that you are you and you think you're going to play like Natalie White tells me that you do not have any social awareness whatsoever. Okay. I, I've got to just play you the audio of, of her video. Hi, I'm Sydney. I'm 25. I'm a law student from Los Angeles, but I currently live in New York. I would describe myself as a very confident, candid, sexy individual. My confidence is definitely nature and nurture. Things did come easier to me. I do think I'm naturally athletic. And then also my parents just nurse this ego from the moment I was born. Like I was their first child. I'm the only daughter. And she I set the bar really high. I think pre-merge I want to focus more on the base and the base being building strong relationships. And then once I kind of establish where everybody else is going, I'm so dynamic I can go anywhere. But my basic strategy is see tomorrow because everyone's looking to the end of the game but you can't get there without getting to tomorrow so if that means lying then i lie i'll deal with the repercussions later i'm in and then, and then I, i'm gonna find the some of the quotes um in her parade interview um let's see what will people underestimate you in you the most on Survivor. I think I'm going to be a little overestimated since I'm very well-spoken. I think people think I just have a next level brain. Um, and just like things like that, that are the blueprint next level brain are a blueprint for an incredible character, which I hope she makes it far. Um, but I think there is definitely the chance that she could find herself on the outs pretty soon just by alienating people. But I think she's I playing that. it up a little bit. It, it sounds to me like in, that. In, and watching, in, in watching it again, I, I think I'd agree with you, actually. Um, but again, we've seen people come in very hot before. Yeah, I we'll see. Uh... Playing it up a little bit is fine. I don't need the full the full uh, Philip Shepard, but <laughs> like if you if you can, yeah, exaggerate your personality, you know, maybe twenty percent, something like that. Uh, I think I'm on board. All right. So then, um, from the the Luvu tribe, who do you who do you got your eye on? Maybe as a potential threat to win, or someone who could kind of. Make, do some serious damage in the game. Well, I think... Um, I've got two specifics. Yeah. I, I only have one. Um, I think Erica is probably my my top choice. Um, Same. Same. Yeah. I like her a lot. I think, I think she could be really good. Yeah. Um, like, she says that... Uh, she's she's known how to be manipulative her whole life and relentlessly pursues her dreams so uh <laughs> right there i mean i feel like she's gonna make something happen but um just sounds like yeah it just sounds like she has the right characteristics um not gonna not gonna present herself in a way where she's like 
a huge social threat, I don't think. Um, you know, like where people are going to be like, oh, she's so great. We have to we have to get her out like she could still mm-hmm. find a way to stick around. Um, but yeah, I think she just sounds pretty solid to me. Yep. Yep. I agree. The other one I, I pinpointed um, was actually Danny, the ex NFL player. Um, now, he was going to be my second. Can I, can I athletes... tell you why not? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, so I, I think just like stereotypically, if someone knows you're an ex NFL player, you're just going to have the physical threat label on you the entire time. And it's fine for a little bit, but I, I just think that it's going to eventually come back to get you. Here's the thing. Unless he volunteers that information, is anyone going to recognize him as an ex NFL player? He's Danny McRae. I don't know. I wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> unless, unless there's a, a Danny Boatwright recognizing Gary Hogebaum, which was just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what you never you? know, but I mean, not everyone even recognized Jeff Kent or John Rocker on their season. That's true. That's um, true. So but they're no Danny McRae. <laughs> I don't even know who, who that's complimenting or insulting. I don't even know what position he played. I think he was defensive back. I believe I saw defensive back. So he can't catch. We'll just keep that in mind for challenges. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Um, so I just loved his energy. I just loved um, his kind of basic approach to the game. It seems like. Now, the one thing that I'm going to really be watching for early on is with the shorter game, are people going to put a greater emphasis on voting out perceived physical threats, even on their, from their own tribe earlier in the game than normal? And if that is the case, then Danny could be in trouble from day one. If someone decides that that's what they're going to do. Um, but he, he recognized... He recognized that, that he's going to be a threat, but he seems to have a plan to work around it. Um, so I'm not too worried about him to start, but we'll, we'll see depending on how, what people, I don't think, I don't think we'll have any personality clashes, not from what I've seen at least. Um, but just if someone wants to get those strong players out right away, he could be, be an early target. Uh, so in the last player we haven't talked about then is Nasir, the sales manager. Any thoughts on him? Uh, no, his, his entire bio was just like, about the same thing like I, I it was just like i grew up poor in sri lanka and outside of that like i i don't really know much about him since i didn't watch the video i can't get a a feel for like his actual character and personality i just know like those facts about him mm-hmm. i think i'd probably agree um obviously in the video you get a little more of the personality but he seems like he'll be solid that he might be able to ride that middle like he's I don't I didn't get the impression that he's going to be quickly becoming best friends with people, but he's not going to be making enemies out of people personality wise either. So I think that bodes well for him that he, if he can kind of ride that that middle line a little bit, um, he can maybe shift between alliances as, as he needs as need be. Um, I think there's a path for him to, to make it pretty far. Um, any last thoughts on Lou before moving on? No, Um I now that I heard the Sydney video, I'm just I hope that she's one of the ones that sticks around. I have I have very high hopes for her. Very high hopes. It's like Angelina and Chris Noble vibes like combined. Oh, so the perfect, hilarious character. Yeah. 
perfect. I love it. Okay, moving on to Ua. UA, I'm assuming it's Ua, the green tribe. We've got Brad, 49, a rancher. Genie, 46, a grocery clerk. Jairus, or JD as he called himself, 20, a college student. Ricard, 31, a flight attendant. Sarah, 23, healthcare consultant. And Chantel, 34, a pastor. All right, Jared, what, what do we got for the green Ua tribe? I don't have much on green. I... My my notes are not as extensive for these ones as uh, I, I will say, um, Brad. Uh, he's I don't know. He's a, a rancher with a Richard Simmons haircut. That's the best <laughs> way I can. It's the best way I can describe him. So I'm sure he will be a focal point for his tribe. Um, I I don't know if you now that you've seen some of their videos, you're going to have a better idea than me on personality, but like he looks so out of place. Um, like I, I just, I feel like they think they have a gem with him. If they're, if they're casting a guy like this first cast member from the great state of Wyoming, Jared ever. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, well, he says he's going to play strategically like Boston Rob, but like that's such a default answer. I feel like he there's a good chance this guy's never seen the show before. No, he he's seen it. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Oh, a lot of players jumped in recently, like season 36, 37, but then most of those did go back and rewatch most, if not all, of the preceding seasons. So a lot of them are newer to the show, but they've seen a good chunk of it, if not all of it. Um, I don't know if I like that. We'll see. I mean, if we were taking Australian Survivor as as a comparison point, this season that just ended, fantastic season overall. Some mind-bogglingly stupid twists, notwithstanding. The cast was phenomenal. And part of it came from a lot of people not knowing the game very well. And the decisions they made were hilarious and okay. and so i mean there there's it's definitely kind of a, a hit or miss where not knowing basic strategy on how to do a split vote is hysterical to watch um and just watch the actual fans of the game like try not to scream at people being hesitant to split a vote to save to say uh, protect against an idol happened multiple times it, it was incredible um but it, it allows for the possibility of unintentionally innovative strategy. If you don't have a blueprint to go off of, you're just going to go off of original thoughts. And if you don't know the game, who knows that could take you. So I think, I think even if there isn't someone who knows the game very well, there's a potential for that to, to pay off in a good way. Um, But for Brad, my, my one concern for him, or my biggest concern, I should say, he, he said one of his quotes was he always has to have his fingers in something. And that was with so much downtime if someone is just kind of always fiddling around, tweaking this, changing that around camp, if that's what he ends up doing, that's a very easy way to rub people the wrong way. Yeah. Um, he, seems, he seems like a nice enough guy, but if, okay. if he really has to be doing something all the time, that, that could get on people's nerves. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, it's, it's interesting to see like 
how they come across in their bio compared to how you have seen them like same person just differently presented um i i, I think what... i think in general there there's no one on this cast that in the little bit that i've seen and read and heard about that i've that i'm going i don't like this person i don't think they'll be a good character but i think ua presents as the most likable of the three tribes like okay just, just going through the list it's like oh these are just more so than the rest these just generally genuinely seem like good fun people i think they're gonna be a really cool tribe okay yeah i think so my two favorites um at least from what i saw were i think gyrus is gonna be a great time um and then i think like as far as gameplay wise i think chantel is is probably my favorite i like gyrus a lot too I always worry though about the younger players. Just um, you know, he's 20, and then Sarah's 23, and then the next youngest is 31. And even 20 to 23, you know, that's sophomore, junior year of college, up to out of college, or out of undergrad at least. And there there can be a huge difference just in maturity levels there. Now we've seen players buck that trend. I mean, Will Wall was in high school. He made it far into uh, Millennials Gen X. Um, Julia from Korong, I think, was also only twenty when she when she was on. Michael in Ghost Island was eighteen it's or like nineteen. Nine, yeah, I think he was nineteen. And and he did really well. So there's definitely precedent for players that young to to do well. But I just think that there's someone or a type of player who's going to struggle in that sense, a younger player is maybe more likely to. And that'd be my only, only concern. Now I hope I'm completely wrong. I love him. He's got a big friendly kind of joy, joyful personality. And I think, I think he's, I think you nailed it. I think he's going to be tons of fun if he can stick around. Yeah. Um, what, what caught my attention about him? Well, he said he's going to charm like Parv. So obviously, I mean, <laughs> I like, I can't not like him. That's all Jared needs. Yeah. Chantel, though, um, like, she, I I feel like, well, she said she grew up in a gang. And uh, I feel like her instincts are going to be really, really good. And I think that's, like, the most important thing you need. Wait, she said she was in a gang? Yeah. Well, it said, uh, what's one thing that people might not know from looking at you and she said i was in a gang i either missed that or completely misread that okay okay i thought when she was talking about that she was speaking twice misread what, what she said um well so i would I, I mean if someone could confirm that for me that would be that would be great um but yeah so i what thought that's I was, what i read what i was thinking um I feel like a pastor can be a tough, um, a tough job to have on a show like this. If not for how how you act and how you hold yourself to maybe a different moral moral ground. Um, let's see. Yep there there was a time in my life where I was affiliated with a gang, so I must have just missed that completely. Um, that. A past someone who is a pastor maybe won't have as 
easy of a time lying and manipulating, deceiving people. And other players might hold you to that standard. Yeah. And if that conflicts with with your game, you're kind of SOL through no fault of your own. If they just think, oh, you're a pastor, you shouldn't be lying or deceiving. It's like, well, yeah, I'm a pastor, but right now I'm a survivor player. And it's 100% different. Yeah. That, that yeah, my one no. concern for her is, is, is if she reveals her job. Um, now, it might get players to trust her more. You know, if you see someone's a pastor versus uh, a salesman, you might be inclined to trust the pastor more just instinctively. Um, but then again, it might feel like a worse betrayal if she has to cut them out um, or has to flip on an alliance. But um, I like her personality. She's she seems like she's she knows what she's what she's doing out here, at least as much as any new player can. Um, but the other player that I really like on this tribe is is Ricard. Okay. Big, big Tell fan of big Tell fan of him. Um, you know, I, I'm big into the people who come to Survivor in those like customer facing jobs. You know, so he's a flight attendant. He work in customer service. Flight time's a great one. Things like that, where you're constantly dealing with all sorts of people. Cops. The best, the best of people, cops, and the worst of people. And as we all know, people can be the worst. And having to manipulate, or not manipulate, um, maneuver your way around them in a way that calms them down or gets them to see your side of things or whatever it might be that those skills are extremely transferable to success and survivor. I mean, the easiest comparison there is Todd from China flight attendant who won the game. Um, And I I don't think there's a coincidence that he's a flight attendant who did very well. And there's another flight attendant who gives off good early vibes. And the, the one thing I will say that is a little worrisome is he has a quote where he says, where I'll struggle is I'm really funny. Don't make too many jokes. Don't make too many jokes. Don't make too, don't make too many jokes. And that could pose some problems potentially. I think so. If someone is cracking jokes on Survivor nonstop. And Devins? They hit, and, and they hit Devins. Great. Great person to have around. But if someone's cracking jokes and they're, and they're not funny. And Cowboy? You, Cowboy, another great example. And got you're just nailing these off the top of your head. That can really rub people the wrong way. Even in everyday life, when you're not stuck on an island with them, you want to get rid of them if you can. Um, so if he can rein that in, that I think um, is going to be probably his big, biggest obstacle. Um, he's also hard of hearing, um, so he he's more in tune to like body language and nonverbal cues. Which if you can read that. When you're talking to someone, if you think they're lying to you, telling you the truth about who they're going to vote out, who they're working with, whatever it might be, that can be really important too. And he'll probably be as good, if not better than than anybody else in the cast at those kind of skills, which will be helpful from day one. Yeah, you're kind of selling me on him a little bit. Uh, I definitely think the customer service thing is, uh, or the flight attendant thing is a huge, huge plus. Um, But that's also kind of why I liked Chantel because she's obviously had a lot of experience dealing with uh, some difficult people. So, um, and, and now 
just dealing with the whole congregation uh apparently so like i think she's not gonna have any problems there either yep so then the last two here are genie and sarah any any thoughts on them no um i i i I think genie is going to be like most liked person on this tribe she just gives that vibe where no one will have anything bad to say about her at least to start yeah i i could i could see her maybe making a deeper run um i mean i there wasn't anything super unique in her bio that i noted um same with mm-hmm. sarah though they're they're both like oh no one has had my combination of skills before no one's i i'm not i'm a unique player okay i think uh 500 players in that's probably next to impossible at this point yeah where, where did you read um the interviews did you, or the cast bios on cbs i um, read uh the thing by dalton ross on entertainment okay. weekly did so i read the one on parade and one of the questions they asked um was like what's who's a non-winner and a winner you compare to yourself and i i should have counted but so many people chose sari and it's and it's kind of like when you mentioned the boston rob things like i get it but sari is sari there's only one of those yes it's an exception they're like you're saying that you're unique but but sari is actually unique yes i mean the the cunning social strategic game incredibly smile and laugh smile can can laugh as she's planning to cut your throat at travel council i mean i mean i i get the comparison where you want to give yourself that credit but but i mean there's only one sari like you said and no one's going to re- replace her anytime soon, if ever. Probably not ever. Yeah. All right. So I would I would say um, Sarah might be my choice for her first boot from this tribe if they were to lose. Maybe Brad. Um, I think if there's going to be someone who's kind of on the outs of this tribe, it's probably going to be one of them. Yeah, I think, well, to me, I get that feeling from Brad. I got no feeling for Sarah whatsoever. That That's, I had the same thing. That's kind of why, I'm, I mean, she seems nice enough. Well, that, but, I think that's why, I think that's a sign that she would stick around for a long time. But it's, it's also a thing where if no one knows what her deal is and the other five are vibing, maybe they just get rid of her. I think the likelihood that Brad vibes and Sarah doesn't is not very high. Like I said, hedging my bets, those would be my top two choices for her first boot. Um, anything on Ua before going to our third and final tribe? Nope. All right. So now we've got um, the Yase, probably wrong, but Yase, the yellow tribe uh, with David, 34, a neurosurgeon, Eric, 50, a cybersecurity analyst, Evie, Evie, I think it's Evie, age 28, a PhD student. Liana, 20, college student. Tiffany, 47, a teacher. And Xander, 20, an app developer. What do you got for us on the Yase tribe, Jared? Mm, this this one's gonna be a tribe. This is it's <laughs> they are 
this is quite the quite the mix of people. So uh, I don't know. I'm gonna let you start with this one, and I'll just chime in where where I feel is needed. I think if we were gonna pick a tribe to be a disaster, I think it's gonna be this one. I think the types of people and personal, I guess, types of personality on this tribe just won't mesh as well as the other two will. Not at all. Um, which I really like Xander. I really like um, Liana. I like Eric. I just don't think he has the right at the right mindset for the game. Um, one thing I, I kind of tease is he he says and it was a question looking for what do you look for in a, in, a, in an alliance partner, and he says I'm looking for somebody that understands this is not a fast paced game. <laughs> and if uh, if Jeff Probst is correct, this is the definition of a fast paced game. If yeah. only one season is going to be fast paced out of 41, it's probably going to be this one. And if he goes in with that slow and steady mindset, he's going to get wiped away in the blink of an eye. If he can adjust to that, then I like his outlook a lot. But if that's kind of his mindset going in, I'm not holding on a ton of hope. But luckily for him, that at least one other player that I think will be in bigger trouble. And that would be David. David. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially I, with this group. I I think if I had to put some money on one player for each tribe to go out first, I'd feel most confident on David. Yeah. He just, it's almost just like the, the vibe he gets, gives off. I've used that word a lot. That's kind of what I was looking for from, the, from these interviews and, and bios is what kind of vibe do I get from them? And his was a little, little intense, little self-aggrandizing, just, I, I'm really smart and I know it and they're going to know it too. It's kind of the vibe I got. Um, I, he I think is it, the exact person that Liana and Evie hate. He that's like if you were to make a person that they hate, it's him. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it in that way. Um, but now that you say it, I can't disagree one bit. Um, so yes, that actually sounds, sounds perfect. Um, he just, so he, he, I don't know. I don't really have any specifics. It's just the, the way he presented himself. Um, the way he answered the questions. I just don't think he's, he's long for this game. Yeah. I, I think that man they had to know what they were doing putting him on this tribe because i feel like he's just gonna get ripped apart but i think his one saving grace could be in terms of not people working with him but in terms of who people want to target instead would be evie she's got that i mean she's a self i like her but she's a self-proclaimed super nerd if you're on the wrong tribe that can be really hard to pull off effectively if you can't control it and in a tribe of six, it's probably going to be out there pretty wide in the pretty wide open. Um, and if that kind of gets out of hand for her, kind of like with um Heather and and the mom going against the grain, if if Abby can keep her composure for the you know through the first vote at least, and I think she's gonna be in a 
much more solid position. But if she can't can't hold it in and and control her super fandom and super nerdness, that could be um, what kind of puts her to the top of the pecking order. Yeah, um, man, it, it's hard. I'm. I feel like they are those two in particular. Um, Liana and Evie are are both gonna just bring some stuff into the game that will make you feel bad for getting rid of them. Um, so I, I think that's really powerful. And I mean, it sounds like a joke, but like there's, there's reputations on the line here and, and they sound like two people who would not be afraid to ruin yours. And like, I, I think that in a game like this, um, we're, we're going to see this season where people draw the line with that stuff. I hadn't considered that, but that is, that is interesting. We will see. We will see. Um, could make for some great moments, could make for some very uncomfortable moments, but we'll, <laughs> I, I'm sure there, a little will, bit of both. there will be both. All right. So we've hit on, on David and Eric and Abby and Liana. So Tiffany and Xander, I don't have a lot of thoughts on Tiffany. Um, a teacher in general, I would think would have some good skills, but I, the, I would uh, lean last towards all... depending what grade or ages they teach. Yeah. She, she, she referenced having a new class of kids each year. So I'm assuming I would think like elementary school, junior high or younger, maybe high school. Um, and if she starts treating her tribe like a classroom, that's going to be a big problem. Yeah. But if she's able to use the, the skills of just adapting to new people constantly, then that, that could be really beneficial for her. Yeah. I, I was going to say the, uh, the last all new cast season was won by a teacher. Was it not? Teaching with Tommy. Yeah. So maybe you're onto something there. I didn't, I didn't get uh, a strong feel for her either way. She, she mentioned on the site that I was on, uh, she, she wanted to play like Ozzy. So she wants okay. to lose. Okay. Uh, I mean, provide for the tribe and assume that's going to keep you on and then watch yourself get voted out. I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I don't know how she's going to look in challenges. Um, so I'll just start by saying that, but, if there's a soundbite of her saying that she's going to play like Ozzy, I hope someone puts it next to a montage of her competing in challenges. Um, and that is all I will say. Um, well, let's see if I can find her clip, which I did. We'll see if she mentions anything about Ozzy. Well, I know they, they talked to 50 different outlets. So yeah, and they don't all repeat themselves, but let's see what she says. I'm Tiffany, I'm a teacher. I am from Long Island, New York, and I'm 47 years old. Being a teacher has prepared me for Survivor in the best of ways, because I have a group of new kids come in every year, and I have to pivot and turn and code switch based on each child. And I have to make them work together like a tribe to have my needs met. 
because my mom died at such a young age, it really propelled me into this life of living every day like it's your last, because you never know. And it made me so grateful for every moment that I am breathing. And I just find the good in everything because life can be so terrible. I am pretty capable of doing things around camp, being competitive in challenges, being a social threat. So if I find the perfect mix, you guys are in big trouble. So no Aussie there, but that was just the video. So, all right. Well, yeah, I, I don't, but I yes. guess I get a better feel from the accent alone. That's <laughs> what you don't get that on the bio. It was not nice. Nice. Take no shit. New Yorkers. Yep. Um, if we're good with Tiffany, I did want to mention something that, uh, that, well, Eric and Xander said different things that they said, but things that I love equally. Go for it. Um, so Eric, I, I think that he might actually find himself on the outs too. Um, I, he says that he's like an air force guy. And I think that like having a rigid kind of structured preference for how you live and um, you know, like not, not being able to like go with the flow I think could be a downfall in this tribe in particular. Um, I think that uh, I, I personally like him. He said that he loves scuba diving and you wouldn't know that by looking at him, which was really, really funny. I hope he meant it how I think he meant it, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, Xander. Oh no. Eric said the last thing that I, that I'm going to say about Eric is that he said, uh, very specifically, he'd play like a hybrid of Richard Hatch and Wendell Holland. Can anyone tell me what what that even means? Um, is that like, I mean, the, like the perfect survivor player? Take their best qualities each. I guess. I mean. When I, I is that like uh, it, it's either that or it's gonna be a dude that builds furniture naked. Let's hope it's not that. I hope it's I hope it's the I first, hope it's but, not that. But. Um, and then the other one was uh, Xander, who like I, he doesn't have a lot of life experience, but a lot of his bio was about like uh what he's like very proud of his cross-country running and i'm just like man i don't know if you're ready for this yet but uh here let's see the other thing oh yeah the quote the xander quote um he says that he lives for the pursuit of knowledge which i mean is that similar to seeking truth <laughs> Vince yeah as a so, coconut vendor I seek truth that's yeah. <laughs> yeah all coconut vendors so it's very interesting you mentioned the the running was it framed as just what are you most proud of and he said his, his cross-country background it was uh is there any any additional context it was yeah it was like a team they his team qualified for a very high uh, high skill or high, you know, competition and, uh, they placed well. So, okay. So 
that's actually really interesting because on, on the parade interviews, there's more context, which then makes his answer make a lot more sense. So he says, um, what's one life experience you feel has prepared you the most for the game? My running background. When I started running, I was chubby. I was hobbling, hobbling around. Nobody expected that I would really be anything. And I wanted to show them. I started running because they needed new runners. The English teacher was asking around. He was asking all the guys, but he didn't ask me. I was like, I don't look like a runner, but I know I've got the heart. So I went out and I showed them. After every practice, I was throwing up, down on my knees, exhausted. But I kept pushing through. And by my third race, I was top 50 on the board, knocking off players who had been running for years. It just totally clicked. And, and I forever had this iron will to fight through pain since that. So they needed more runners. And then that kind of determined his life path. Okay. Yeah. So if, if you just say, yeah, cross country, that's one thing. But if you, there's more of like a, a mental component behind okay. it, um, just like the grit and the, and the, the willingness to grind and push through things um, is probably what's more at play there. It just manifested itself through cross country. Okay. But yeah. I like, I like Xander quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, he, like, he seems like he's going to be a likable guy. I think he's just in a little bit over his head. I think, um, he, so he seems like a very smart guy, but he definitely gives off the, the surfer bro vibes, which could be helpful. Maybe. If, yeah. if, I mean, if you think about, um, I mean, this guy literally is a surfer, but Devin in, um, heroes, healers, hustlers, he had that good mix of that, of the bro attitude, but also being smart. And then Xander is kind of on the other side. He's got that attitude. He's smart, but he's more the intellectual in life than Devin was. Um, you know, Devin, I believe, was an actual surf instructor, um, whereas Xander works in an app development. So kind of somewhat opposite ends there. So I think if he can work that and kind of get his way in as someone who maybe won't be as strong strategically, but it's going to be nice and loyal and good and a challenge, um, a benefit in challenges. He, he could find himself into a, a pretty strong alliance, but yeah, again, he's younger. Now I don't know if him and Liana being on the same tribe, two young players together, maybe help them both work it through. Um, but that lack of life experience and just kind of maybe being overwhelmed by the other people in the tribe and, the situation could spell his doom a little earlier than we'd hope, but I think he's got a chance to make it, make it through a little bit at least. Okay. But I, I really, I actually hope that yellow Yase loses the first immunity challenge because I think watching them prep for tribal would be the most entertaining of the three. It's just got that feel. Cause I think, I think there's three people with David, Eric, and Evie that just jump off the page as one of these will go first. And if it turns out that way, a tribe of six decided between three people is going to be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm expecting fireworks from them whenever they go to tribal for the first time. Yes. I, I hope they go before any sort of swap. That would be ideal. And I, I hope they go. I'm assuming it's going to be. So it's a two hour premiere. I'm assuming it's going to run basically like two episodes. So seven to eight, we'll have intros and challenges. One tribal council. 
then eight to nine again will just be a another episode with another another vote out. They'll get two players gone. Is, is my assumption. We'll see. But that's what that's our plan on. Okay. And I, I'm hoping hoping Yase goes to at least one of those. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's the that's the full cast. Any last thoughts? Anything you forgot to mention that you want to get in on on the cast or otherwise? No. I think we've covered pretty much everything I wanted to get to. All right. So then just, just lastly, as we prep for the much anticipated premiere of Survivor 41, what are you looking for out of this season, both I guess as a whole and out of the premiere week, like anything specific, or are you just happy that survivors back? I'm just going to take it all in. I'm, I have no expectations. It's been so long. Like, I haven't watched, I mean, I, I've only watched season 39 one time and it was about a year and a half ago. Um, I think that is like the closest thing that you could find to this. And again, yeah, have not even revisited that. So I'm like kind of, I'm kind of out of the loop for like brand new survivor casts and, uh, I it's just going to be nice to get back into it a little bit, but as far as expectations go, um, I, I don't know if anything will like truly, uh, I I'm not going to say that. I was going to say, I don't think, I don't know if anything will truly excite me or disappoint me just because like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Going Once in. those opening credits run, Jared, you're going to be excited. I know I am going to be excited. And then, I'm going to see some of these twists and then I'm going to be disappointed. So I'll probably be both. I said I was going to yep. be neither, but I'll probably be both. That's, I mean, I'd probably right there with you. Um, and for the season as a whole, I'm hoping that production can keep the twists in check. You know, that was the absolute biggest issue with the recent Australian survivor season, the brains versus Braun that just ended. There were, so many twists and off the top of my head they all sucked they were like hilariously bad it was almost impressive how much they missed each time and it was less affected because of how long their season is you know they shortened as well to just to just 46 days um but there's 46 days, 24 episodes. So you get time in between the twists. Now we've got 26 days, 14 episodes. If there are bad twists consistently thrown in, you know, every week or every other week, it's going to get real tiresome. And so I'm hoping that the twists are maybe just presented differently, or it's more so advantages and disadvantages than true twists. Um, but that's what I'm hoping for. Most probably because I don't doubt that the cast is going to be a knockout. I think, I think they're going to be a great cast challenges. You can always count on challenges for the most part, at least being fun. Probst is going to be Probst. I think he's going to come off firing in, in episode one. He he's going to be so excited to be, to be back out there. I think there's going to be an energy just in the game itself with the players and production and, and Probst that's going to radiate throughout and just make it feel fun. And then if the production and game mechanics can follow along with that, I think we're in for a great season. 
but if they get a little too hands-on, if they, if you will blow their load early with all their twists, um, it could make for a frustrating stretches. So I'm optimistic, but I think there's some definite areas that could be a little, little disappointing, but optimistic that they'll be more good than bad. I hope you are right. All right. Well, that'll do it for our preview. Whoa, whoa, you... whoa. Are you going to tell me who you got? Oh, no. Winner picks will come after in our, in our episode one recap. That's what you're asking oh, for. Oh, okay. That's how if you want to make your pick now. No, I, no. I always make my winner pick in my, in my, in my premiere recap blog. So I was just going to do it the same here. No, we'll, we'll wait. I mean, I've got some people, little, I mean, the people, teaser. the people that we, that we pinpointed, I think if I had to pick one from now, I'd probably lean towards. I'll go to either Ricard or Erica be the two that I would lean to towards. Um, but you've, you've got to see them out on the Island to really get a, get a feel for yeah. who's going to, who's going to go. But those, those would be my two favorites going into the game, but we'll see what, what changes next week. All right. Yeah. I'll, uh, two, two preliminaries out there for me. I'm going, uh, I'm going Liana and Chantel. All right. Four different. We'll see if the, if any of the, either of those come back as our official winner picks next week. And that will do it for our preview of the upcoming survivor 41. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't have my flow. And which means when you hear us next, we will be recapping analyzing hopefully gushing over the first two hours of a brand new survivor season once again cannot wait one bit so that'll be out next thursday morning as always and we'll see you next time for a fresh scoop of the crispy